What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo, Uber Lyft Driver, and Gig Economy News, presented by UberLiftDrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ, and we are going to just jump in. So a few things happened on the Uber front today. Um, they are going to be laying off more employees again, and the remainder of employees that will be that will be on Uber payroll will be working from home remotely through June 2021. So they are following the Facebook, Twitter, um, and what was it Google too? And, uh, you know, they'll be following that, that same precedence that they're setting. I guess Twitter's a little different. Twitter's offered forever. The rest of these companies seem to be going for June of next year, whatever that target is for whatever reason. Um, but they are going to be allowing the employees to work from home. Uh, they will be paying employees a $500 one-time payment to set up their home offices. Now, I, you know, call me skeptical on Uber and transparency and honesty and treatment of employees and just being upfront about things and the whole sh- the the whole big picture but that $500 payment i looked through a few articles and tried to find some um clarity here uh it is a one time payment and there is nothing that i found in relation to if uber will be paying any expenses related to those employees working from home such as internet um anything else that that each department might need to work from home so I'm sure with things like autonomous and things of that nature, uh, they'll still have some having to go in and deal with things like that, unless Uber sells autonomous like they should and get out of that game. But, um, you know, there might be departments that need different things than other departments do. But I would assume that every department needs high-speed internet, and probably most of the employees have it at home. However... These jobs that are sending people home and telling you to work from home should be paying for those expenses. Um, And it doesn't, I couldn't find one note that they will be doing this. So I'll keep looking and uh, we'll see. But $500 really isn't anything of a perk if they're not going to be helping the employees out for the next one year of working from home with any expense money or per diem type things, or, you know, who knows how they're going to be treating it. If they need you to go do, be somewhere for a conference, are they doing per diem for the day and gas reimbursement? Are they, you know, none of this is listed in there. So I'm very skeptical because if the employees are signing this just with the word of Uber saying, Hey, when we get to that bridge, we'll cross it. And you know, we'll take care of you. Because with a company like Uber, you know they won't. So I would get that in writing. But it also it it made me it made me laugh, and I just I'm going to bring this up because it because it made me laugh. Um, we, I think we all know the answer to this. But question here: if if AB five sticks and stays in California, and Proposition twenty two against AB five fails in November. And the Uber drivers become employees. Do they get to work from home? 
Hmm. Provocative. Yesterday, uh, a federal judge in Manhattan held, uh, held up an arbitration win uh, for Uber regarding surge pricing. Um, Uber's stood by its argument that drivers are independent contractors and not employees, and that they simply provide a platform for drivers to connect with riders. Now, this is obviously, I just spoke of it, AB5, Proposition 22 in California. This is going on out there. AB5 already passed as a law. It's supposed to be enforced. Uber's supposed to be treating those drivers as employees. They are not. And now they're being sued, Uber, Lyft, and uh, DoorDash, for not making all of their drivers employees and at the same time they're going to be on the november ballot with proposition 22 to shoot down ab5 um that is a you know that's a big question out there in california right now and this has been a thing for a while obviously we knew that there would be comeback but it's kind of a it's it's an interesting thought i mean obviously if you're a driver you can't work from home however if they just told all the employees that they have to work from home and they'll still be paid. And if they lose the Proposition 22 in California, hmm, provocative number two. (laughs) And at the same time, that was yesterday, at the same time today, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled drivers are not independent contractors when it comes to unemployment. (laughs) Again, provocative number three and a provocative strike out. I mean, these, (laughs) this is just, so you got New York and Pennsylvania, they, they touch. I mean, you got, (laughs) this is so all over the map guys. And then, and then New Jersey's wanting to go after their own type of AB5, but it seems like there's quite a lot of opposition on uh, in the New Jersey end, um, same as there is in California, that could potentially shoot all that down. We will see. Um, you know, all this really came at a bad time to have this discussion. The being in the pandemic and all, it just. I mean, COVID came after, right after the law was passed in or enacted in January for AB5 in California, and then Uber didn't follow it, which we all knew they wouldn't. Then COVID hit, and then gig workers weren't allowed to to take on gigs in California beyond a certain amount, and that affected writers and this and that and the other and all kinds of industries. And ever since, they've just been doing carve-outs week after week after week after week getting down to the core of the bill, which is really AB5 being against Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash, and probably Instacart-type platforms, but specifically just those. Not really. They really weren't trying to attack gig workers in the respect of uh, freelance writers or people who do this or um, sign language interpreters and things of that nature but it did affect them and they've been having to carve out so there's covid there's this there's the bill everything's just a mess and it seems you know the only thing i could correlate all this to is that 
it sounds to me just what the three things I just went went through sound to me like how this country is treating COVID. And I'm not saying that I have the answer, but I am saying that it's kind of it's kind of weird. You know, we the countries that have had success tackling COVID or getting it much, much, much more under control than the United States have done so by being on the same page. Um, you know, today we have we had schools open and here in Colorado, schools start August 24th in Denver for Denver Public Schools. And they were supposed to start in a hybrid situation, two days and three days from home online working. And they were going to rotate in and out. They weren't going to leave the classroom. They were going to have lunch in the classroom. And today, Georgia and Indiana started back. And I have had a few people send me pictures of Georgia um, schools shoulder to shoulder with kids walking through. And the best picture that I have is a picture that shows, um, I mean, it's, it's five across shoulder to shoulder in this hallway and it's got to be like 20 deep. So, I mean, like heads are touching other heads almost. And from the picture, I saw four or five masks out of the 80, 70 or 80 people you can see in the picture. However, coming into the school this morning, they, uh, thermo- they thermometer tested every student. Why? If you're not going to social distance and you're not going to have them wear masks, what good is the, is the quick temperature read? I mean, I get it that COVID is known to have a fever with it. But fevers go down for a bit, and they come back, and they go down, and they come back. So if you got beeped that you don't have a fever, but maybe you're carrying, you know, either you're uh, asymptomatic or you just aren't displaying any COVID signs at that moment, you still would have got through that check at the door. And now they're practicing no social distancing, and they're not requiring masks in the school. Um, and I'm pretty sure that just last week or even just this weekend, I can't remember. I think maybe it was the end of last week. We saw that camp in, in Georgia, right outside of Atlanta, the kids returned and 44% of the kids from this camp came home with COVID 44%. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's, let's just say it for what it, I mean, what 44% is when we're talking about in this fashion, that's half, okay? So a bunch of kids went to camp outside of Atlanta, and they come back, and half of them have COVID? I mean, and and here we are days later, and they're opening the schools and not having any responsibility for masks or anything? I mean, I get it, people. I, I You know... I know that there's people who don't believe in the masks. I know there's people who don't want to wear them. I know that we went through those times where people were having COVID parties. Um, Back when all this was starting, spring break was hitting and people were going to New Orleans for Mardi Gras or they were going to Florida beaches and whatever. And even Florida, which probably isn't the best example because they've just treated this whole scenario horribly, um, has opened and closed the beaches on off probably three, four times. And it's it's just causing so much confusion. And that's just Florida. California's done the same type of thing. 
you know, opening, shutting down, opening, shutting down. Now, I'm going to tag on my own state, and I'm sure other states are having their own issues, too. As In fact, I know they are, but now I'm going to tap on Colorado. Here in Colorado, Governor Polis has opened the bars three different times, and now we're to a point where the bars, the first two times he opened them, it was just be open, social distance, no sitting at bar stools at the bar where the bartender is working, or bartenders. You have to be at tables. You have to be wearing a mask. But nobody was doing it. And um, and now, so they opened up, and it was the 2 a.m. Uh, last call. And they were allowing that. Both times they tried this. So now it's open for a third time, and last call is at 9 p.m. So, I mean, I get that they're trying to allow bars to make some money here. However, making them shut down at nine is somebody who's worked in the bar industry many, many, many years. Um, I can tell you that nine to 2 a.m. here in Colorado, that's when you make the money. It's, it's not, I mean, if, unless you're a restaurant that also provides drinks and not a hybrid, not a half and half bar restaurant either, a restaurant that provides drinks, yeah, nine o'clock, okay, that might work for you with some outdoor seating and stuff like that. But bars having to close at 9, there's nobody in your bars until 9 here in Colorado. This is not what happens. I mean, we don't, that's just never been the case. And it's it's not helping any of these bar owners. In fact, it's giving them expenses to have to open the doors and not be able to really make any money. I mean, they're going to have to pay employees. They're going to have to pay to have the lights on. They're going to have to pay to have refrigeration, AC, plumbing issues, all that kind of stuff that comes up in bars. So, um, I don't know. I feel like how the country is treating mask wearing is how Uber is being treated in every state with all these things going on. It's like nobody is synced up. And regarding the masks, we need to get synced up here in this country. I mean, no matter what it is, no matter what you believe, Um, I've personally had friends who have had COVID. I, I almost lost a very dear friend of mine not too long ago, long ago here in Louisville, Colorado, which is between Boulder and Denver. And he, he was in ICU and then was sent home. His wife had to make a makeshift, uh, like sealed door where she would leave the food outside and he would get it to pass the dishes back out. I mean, they weren't even seeing each other and they were having like this area where they could pass stuff. There was like a homemade uh, deal. And, and luckily she never caught it and he is on the mend right now, but he's still, you know, two months after the fact that he was in ICU for weeks, he's still on the mend. So if, if, If the people who don't believe in masks are not wearing them because they don't believe in it, they don't think they're going to get COVID, I know you've heard this, but it really does ring true. Wear the mask when you go into grocery stores. Wear the mask when you go into public places because you, without a mask, are the ones spreading the germs. The people with masks aren't protected from you. The people with masks are protecting you from themselves if they have COVID. So if you don't believe in the masks, that's okay. I get that's fine. You have the right to, you know, to not believe to believe that they're not doing anything. However, 
you know, I, I really think all of us need to really pitch in here. And I, I think it's the, I think it's the United States as a whole needs to come together and get on the same page of how we're going to tackle COVID. Otherwise we're just going to see upticks, um, increase, plateau, decrease. We're going to see this heat map switching all around and states come going from uptick to plateau to uh, increase to uptick to, um, you know, surging to back to plateau to decrease. But that it's just going to be a never-ending cycle unless we all get on the same page about how to get rid of it here. And look at the other countries with success. They really are having major leaps and bounds of success. Um, if there's a second wave coming to those countries, we haven't seen it yet. So we're hearing about, you know, from certain people, from certain people in this country, we're hearing about how great we're doing. We're really not. Okay. And I've seen what COVID actually, I've actually seen what it does to people. And I was talking to Marissa who sits in sometimes with me and helps me do the show, um, the other day about why is there no video out there showing what, what COVID looks like, what like, because some people get COVID and are asymptomatic. Some people get it and kind of feel flu-like symptoms for a few days. Some people get COVID and can't breathe. Some people have to be right to ICU. And then there's the people who are dying. So there's very, very, very different ranges of COVID. And there's really not any good video material to show you what this looks like. And it's, it's pretty bad folks. I mean, it's, you know, as somebody who has asthma, I can tell you that this looks brutal. Even just the people who are at home with COVID trying to deal with it, they, and they can look just awful and be having the worst time just trying to get through this. And it can take weeks, months. So we've, we've got to do something and I'm not here to preach about it, but it is getting a bit ridiculous. With that said, um, today, like I talked about last week, I am bringing on, uh, we're, we're going to do an interview here with, well, I'm going to let it be a bit of a surprise and let him explain it. But Lyft made the partition uh, to, you know, keep the front seat from the back seat, but you can stick your hand under it, over it, around it on either side, probably even a fist around all those. So one sneeze from the back seat and it's going to be airborne into the front seat. And it actually does no good at all protecting the driver from anything. We've actually looked at this and the guy who I'm going to interview here, um, who has developed a product that actually is the best one out there I've seen. Now we have taken a look at all of the partitions for drivers and without a doubt, this is the best one. This one is the one. If you are doing rideshare, if you are doing gig work, you need to, to, to listen to this interview. You need to get this product. And the price point is only a few dollars off from even the $50 lift charges for that piece of junk they made. That they're paying like $3 to make and $50 to drivers to sell. And then Uber... In over in the East and in other countries has these like body bag things that we'll discuss in the interview. And then they're also releasing something here now in the States. 
And it, it's just ridiculous because everything is junk. And this guy that I'm gonna, about to bring on did it right. So, like we were talking about last week, drivers have been assaulted since the pandemic. They've been punched. They've been threatened. They've been spit on their face. They've been arrested for doing exactly what the procedure of Lyft and Uber says. They've been dealing with unruly passengers. And we had... One of the one of one of the worst scenarios I've seen a rideshare driver in in Florida just days ago. Um, we had a rideshare driver driving for Lyft who had made a makeshift uh, partition. Again, we will be talking about this in the interview here in just a few minutes. But he made a makeshift partition and. A man and his seven-year-old son got in the back seat. The man was so upset for whatever reason. And if you've seen the videos, there's something going on with this dude's eyes. He's not, he's not right. He's not straight, folks. Something's, he's, he's into something here. And uh, he rips it aside, the partition that the guy had made, the driver, puts him in a chokehold, pulls him back, in, almost into the back seat while he's driving, and... Uh, starts choking him and you see the passenger door open behind the passenger seat and behind the driver's seat is the dad who's choking the driver and behind the passenger seat which is empty um is a seven-year-old boy who gets out and is like freaked out about what his dad's doing eventually the dad kind of after he kind of chokes him out a bit like pushes him out of the driver door then he gets out of the door and he's still going after him and luckily a couple drivers coming by stopped and both the driver and the passenger who was choking him both were yelling call the police and you got to see this video when i do the post on the website uberliftdrivers.com i'll make sure to put the video in there so that you guys can see it if you haven't because it's it's weird and what makes it the weirdest is that there's a seven-year-old in the car the man is being charged with um, assault. He is being charged, uh, um, is it neglect or child, child abuse? I, I can't remember exactly what they're charging him with in regards to the child, his child being in the car, but he is getting a charge for that as well. Again, all this will be in the post. Um, so... You can check that out, and I'll put a link to the story as well, because if you haven't seen it again, it, you got to see this. I mean, and the the interview that I'm about to do, the partition that this guy has made not only protects you completely from anything airborne, but it protects you from somebody trying to punch you or a knife or whatever. So you're actually... In a really good position, you know, you'll have to hear the interview and you'll have to see the images that I will put in the post on the website when I, when I post this, even though this will be live before the post goes out tomorrow on Wednesday, but you've, you've, you've got to see this guy's thing because it is, it just, it's head and shoulders above everything out there. Lyft is making junk. Uber's making junk in other countries they're starting to make junk here and all of that's being made for nickels and then there's a couple other companies selling on amazon the same product though a hard plastic partition 
that actually isn't allowing airflow to the back. So that is going to be a problem. And folks, don't buy one of those because you might see the same product being sold by three or four different vendors on Amazon. And for whatever reason, these people are just trying to cash in on this thing. But that partition is not going to be, it's, it's not legal. You can't keep passengers in the back seat and not have airflow, air conditioning, heat, whatever might be needed. So, um, but the interview that we're about to do regarding the partition does all of that. And again, it's right at that price point. It's right in the zone. So you're going to have to look at it. You're going to have to check it out for yourself. But first, check out this interview. And then check out this product because I'm telling you, this is the one you want. If you're if you're driving, if you're doing gig, you want this. So um, without further uh, delay, I'm going to uh, bring Paul on. And uh, we're going to talk about driver PPE, in particular, partition safety product. All right, so continuing on the talks of safety a little bit, um, I told you all last week that we would have uh, that I'd be having somebody on the sh- on the podcast who um, I personally think has the best PPE driver protective shielding out there. Um, it, his his name is uh, Paul, and uh, he he goes by at Tony Fumano on uh, Twitter. But, um, Paul, are you here with us? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Um, so I want to, I just want to start off by saying what I think you've seen as well, um, is that when this all started immediately, uh, we started seeing pictures of people duct taping saran wrap and like all these just ghetto ways of like trying to separate the front from the back seat. We saw Lyft not enforce uh, no front seat riding, but Uber was. So there were lots of little caveats to these problems that made them even much worse. And then, just like everything else with Lyft and Uber, I felt like, um, you know, right now we're seeing that, like, uh, Lyft, the Lyft store is providing some of these protective barriers for 60,000 drivers. And I'm, we're still yet to see if that number is true or not. And if it ends up being true, or if it was more like 6,000, then because they're going to be selling the rest for 50 bucks to drivers. And from what I saw, the lift one is just pure junk. And then from what I saw of what's going on, because it only comes basically folks at the headrest, if you haven't seen it, um, you can just Google search it or I'll put it into the post, but you'll see that it just kind of goes, I mean, you could get a hand, a fist in between the sides, the top, um, from underneath it. It's just, it might protect something directly, but the way that like a sneeze goes or something, I don't see how it does really any good, um, except for maybe like a direct hit, but it would still be up front with you. And, uh, and, and the Uber ones that I've seen are, and the ones I mean, Paul, you sent me a couple pictures, too, that kind of confirmed what I had already seen in worse pictures was that, to me, the Uber ones remind me of, it actually reminded me of, like, they plan on you dying, so it's a body bag they're going to zip you into and bury you in when you're dead. I mean, it just it just looks so horrible to me, you know, it's like, Jesus. And this thing is, I mean, folks, it's it's got, like, a zipper on it, and it, it looks like, you know, 
just medium grade plastic. It doesn't even look so, like some kind. It looks it looks like a, a clear shower curtain type material, and it's got a zipper on the back, and it says Uber. And I maybe this is just what's going on in other countries because I, I, I know Uber's not doing that here yet, and I sure hope they don't bring that here because I I was immediately reminded of body bags, in fact, and it kind of disgusted me. And I've seen other people's product as, as well. I've seen things that can do certain things and whatnot. But one of the issues that these companies face is that um, there really isn't a standard for such a thing yet. Uh, there always has been for the taxi industry, but for rideshare drivers, we haven't needed such a thing. This pandemic has brought out a need for this. And every all the designs that are coming out, even independently, or you know, the ones I'm seeing are basically just back to front seat protectors and folks at some time even you uber drivers you're going to face and other gig workers grocery runners and i know you know you might not have passengers but you might or whatever but um for whatever reason you know like they're all making them front to back seat partitions well what paul does is his is like an enclosed bubble and it doesn't look junky it looks it looks like it looks like the real deal like i'm 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 a, uh, I'm coming up on 25,000 rides here, folks, over six years of being a veteran Uber Lyft driver. And if I'm not back to driving at this point, however, if I was driving right now, I mean, I wouldn't have in the heightened of the pandemic, but if I was, if I was back into it now, um, already, I, I would be using this. I mean, it's it, basically all these units are within a certain price point of each other. And I've actually noticed that we'll get into this, but Paul has brought his down to a number that is right there with all the rest. They basically all seem to be around that same kind of area. So at this point, you're wanting to get the best product. And so Paul, can you, can, what can you tell us about the AirPod and what, how you see it? Cause I know how I see it, but you as the designer, how you see it comparatively to what else is out there and protectively for the drivers. Well, the, when I first uh, got the idea that I was going to build one, uh, I thought, okay, if it's going to go in my vehicle, you know, is it going to look like a piece of garbage? Or is, no, I don't want it in my vehicle. It's going to look like that. But, I mean, the most important thing, I think, is is uh, the ceiling factor. Uh, there's almost no point, as you pointed out, with the lift shields. So let's, like, just back it up for a second and say, you know, let's talk about for one second why the AirPod is important, why these partitions are important, and, and uh, without going, you know, too too heavy. But uh, it, you know, there's obviously a pandemic, and there's so there's a need for it. Safety is toll, and you know, it's, and we don't know what the long-term health problems of it are. So it's it's not, and it's not the only unpleasant thing out there. There are other. Uh, contagions and violence against drivers. So absolutely. Now, well, I also saw this as after the pandemic too, though during flu season. Let's say a year from now that we're out of the woods. No, I don't know if that'll be true, but <laughs> let's say in two years we're out of the woods. You know, I would still during flu season this might come back out. You right. might pull this exactly. back out. And, you know, and there's a whole and, and there's nothing stopping another virus from coming up. You know, so right. I'm, yeah. I'm not alarmist. I'm not alarmist. I'm. I, you know, I've done skydiving, so I have a you know lack of fear, an unhealthy lack of fear. So, uh, but still, I, I mean, you have uh, 
it, it's a much it's now it's a much riskier environment for drivers and riders, and and it's enough to get peer, uh, people, even your average person, fearful of that, and so no one wants to catch it, uh, which is why drivers have been making their own partitions, as you, as you see. So I mean, if you think of, I look at it, if you think of a vehicle as a as a spaceship, for example, uh, you know, each time that door opens up. You don't know what's coming in, and uh, right. you know you want something. You want something between you and them, and that protects you from really what, what you can't see. So, uh, let's say if you had a pressure door, you talked about different, like the lift shield. Uh, you know, let's say that it's a pressure door, and that all that stands between you and let's two hundred million viruses, uh, virus particles uh, from a sneeze, as you mentioned. So maybe it stops a direct blast of a sneeze. Uh, of a sneeze. So do you want a no-name brand pressure door made from a garbage bag in Velcro? <laughs> you know, or do you want or do you want the best pressure door ever made? And that, that was my mentality. I thought, okay, so that's what the AirPod is. It's it's a thing that keeps you, your family and your job safe. And that's that was my number one priority when when I started I put it in the, my vehicle and and I thought, okay, this thing's got to look good. Or else, you know, some people use it, but it's like it's got a seal and it's got to look good, and, and it's got to be cheap. And, and I th- and I think you, I think you hit both of those spot on. That's what first grabbed my attention is that it looks great, actually. You know, it doesn't look like it's in pieces. Like even the lift one, you can right away tell it's not fully protecting at all. I mean, at all. Mm-hmm. You're completely. Right. Yeah, you completely might as well not open. even have it up, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's it. it it fools. It doesn't fool many people, uh, but, and and especially when a product comes along. I mean, you have to think that a lot of these uh, there there's an absence of a competing product, and so there's nothing to compare them to. So Lyft uh, goes the minimal. Uh, you know, they 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 just. I guess they decided that I, I'm not sure what the thinking was behind it because uh, maybe that it looks good in our cars. Um, let's make it look good. Forget about whether it protects a driver as people are stupid. And so uh, be, we'll just imagine that it make them feel better. To be quite honest, my, my theory anyway here is for yeah. a big portion of this is that um, we've, we've seen some drivers die of COVID. And I'm thinking for legal reasons, Lyft is just going to be doing this to be able to say it's out there. That they have right. a product yeah. available to their drivers to keep them quote unquote safe, which doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. I mean, no. I mean, the vehicle. You, a, a driver yeah. should be able to look at the lift one and know that's not protecting yeah. you. Yeah, and their family and their community. I mean, I thought of that. I thought we've got to make this thing feel as best as possible. And I noticed that these other, uh, the ones that started popping up, I probably could have put the AirPod out a little bit earlier, but it took uh, a number. It took a while to overcome some of the issues that it, it, it looks simple but it's very complex uh how do you make it fit with the front dash area that's different in all these vehicles right. unless you have you know two thousand unless you've got a fleet of, of vehicles that are all the same and you know then you can custom make a custom piece for the front and then that's going to cost a lot of money anyway to do that so uh i was thinking of driver budgets and uh i was trying to think I, I think, you know, it's like you look at the iPhone, for example, when it came out, it didn't quite, wasn't quite perfect. I mean, you take a look at phones now, but now the general shape, the general design is now sort of settled and for now. And so I think I wanted to get to the point where I had 
uh, got a uh, what I thought was the best design aspects in it. And best design aspects is, is, are you know really down to many factors: the thickness of the plastic, the type of plastic that you use. Uh, the AirPod uses both soft and hard plastic because hard plastic is visibility. Yeah. Is, uh, for me, it's like okay, this thing's. You, are you are you introducing? you know unintended consequences are you introducing a product that then you have blind spots and uh then it's, it causes more death than if you didn't have it perhaps so so uh, visibility was uh a factor and so the hard plastic you just can't beat it uh for that you see the soft plastic it gets all bunched up uh and and what it does it, you can see through it uh, depending on the, the the quality of the plastic, the Uber one looks like it's terrible. I haven't seen one in person. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Uber one sure. looks, it just looks like, I mean, it doesn't even look like it's fully made. It looks like it's like, yeah, a, yeah. like a drooping yeah. bag from the ceiling. Right, right. The, the body mean, bag, as you said. As you said, it's kind of looks like, uh, that was my first thought. Dude, this look, thing looks like a body bag. Right, it's just uh, ready absolutely. to, it's ready when the driver dies to just zip you in and throw a you in the ground. translucent. Yeah, I mean, translucent one, <laughs> you know, because they don't want you to see through it, right? But uh, yeah, exactly. So I, I was quite surprised that when I can when they came out because I I saw my product before uh, they came out with theirs, and I was surprised that a multi billion dollar company and a, a single individual who cares uh, could ha- come up with a much better product than two of the biggest rideshare companies in the world. Uh, so I'd love it if they just took my product and. <laughs> You know, gave it to the gave it to the drivers. Uh, it, you know, I'd be open for them to come along and do something like that. So, but in the meantime, uh, every day goes by, people get sick, and uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a serious situation. And I, that's what I I thought to myself: if I if I leave it open, then what's the point in having it? So, uh, so it, it there were a lot of this, the the thickness of the plastic. Uh, the ideal thickness for so that it holds its form, uh, holds its shape, easy to install. If it's too thick, it becomes difficult to manipulate, and, although it holds its form. Uh, the plastic, the hard plastic, has to have the right flexibility. It doesn't crack. It's got to be in the right places. So not only does it stop COVID, but would stop an assault. I thought that was very important, too. Like what if somebody is going to stick you with a knife? So right. the soft plastic one with Uber that knife would just go right in. I don't want to be, you know. Uh, but the point is, is with this thing, it'll 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 repel a knife attack. It just skips off the plastic, and right. uh, a person would have to hack through the soft plastic. And by the time they're through, the driver has an opportunity to get to get out of there. So it provides protection uh, from that. And there's other ways to reinforce it. It's almost modular. You could add hard pieces to it in in places from the inside if you wanted, simply by sticking them on. So I, I really thought through. Uh, through all of it, and uh, again, imp- appearance was very important. Uh, but a- as you get towards the front dash, there's little you can do there because it's it has a different shape. So you have soft plastic around the front dash a little, and there's even a way to if you if you want to improve the uh, the appearance of that, you can simply stick a piece of hard. Once you install it, you can stick a piece of hard plastic uh, in. Uh, you, all you do is use some double-sided uh, clear mounting tape, put it around the edges of a, of a hard piece of plastic, and then stick it to the soft piece of plastic, and then on the inside, just cut that out. 
So, so folks, folks, what what he's referring to at this point is what I was about to get to. One of my favorite things when I saw his prototype is a the shape of it. Um, his does not just partition the front to the back. In fact, it bubbles around the driver. So now he's saying that the driver is protected by this bubble, both from like a knife attack, um, like he was saying, like a safety-wise thing. Somebody just even thrusting themselves at you drunk, those kind of things we've encountered sometimes. Um, not only is it doing that, but it's actually encapsulating the driver. And no, one thing I really liked when I saw his is that, um, I'm, I guess I'm just going to refer to it as elbow room, because it is a pod, a bubble. It's like you have the elbow room, but you're not really taking away from the passenger side elbow room. So your passengers yep. will be able to load up up front if you're comfortable with that at this point or when you become comfortable with that, and you still will be protected in the pod. And so what I think he's referring to now is where that pod ends from leaving the between the back seat and front seat door of the driver and coming around the middle, behind the driver and through the middle up front, then where it like goes down the windshield and across the dashboard, is, is that right? Yes, you, you, you nailed it. So the front down the windshield is uh, is an area that's different on vehicles. So how do you make a universal fit? You have to make a separate one from each one. So how do you seal it there? So that originally when I, when I thought of doing it, I sat in my vehicle and I looked and I thought the easiest way to do it is front to back. And so my very original first design was front to back. And then I started looking at it thinking, but you know what? What if I you just isolate the, 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 the driver's seat, the driver's cockpit? And so then there's uh, that front dash area. So I figured that out. I figured out how to do it. It has to be done with soft plastic. Uh, and, and it's, and and it's great that you did do it because you need to. Because one of the issues with these things, and this is why Lyft, part of the reason why Lyft came up with their crappy design, is because you have to allow airflow and heat to the back. Not only through the right. windows, but you just have to, with the AirPod, with yours, it totally does, because whatever's on the passenger side is going to the back seat as well. Right, and the, the, you see that people have done it across the back in homemade units. They've, they've installed some piping. And actually, before I saw any of those, I, when I had come up with the back-to-front design, I thought, okay, now what do you do about air conditioning? So you have some that have air conditioning in behind. You may be able to cut a hole others but then you've got that front air conditioning so so air conditioning was a real i thought okay if you do it if you isolate the driver's seat then you have solved that problem and so once i actually did a design and sealed it i wanted to see is the air conditioning flow uh then does that you know are you in the back yeah i'm in a hot you know i'm in a hot place so so the uh so it's important for that air conditioning and uh so the by doing it as a driver's seat, it solves a bunch of uh, issues, and one of them, that one, is air conditioning. So the back is totally fine. It's, uh, it's, there's no issues, hidden issues. You know, whenever you buy a product, you're like, oh, great product. Let's, <laughs> now let's try it, and then you discover a whole bunch of gotchas. And and really, that's what I, I thought to myself. I want to remove every single gotcha I can. I'm not going to sell this if there if somebody gets it and gets an uh, a, a unhappy surprise. Uh, that way. So the front doing it as a driver's seat, now I'm a big guy. And, uh, so that was important to me. Uh, and I, so I like, you know, to having elbow room, it's not an issue whatsoever. It's nice when you make it clear, when you make the plastic clear, it's almost as though it's not there. Uh, and 
I tried it, and I tried the vehicle with uh, my girlfriend. She drove the vehicle. I drove it. Uh, I wanted to see whether it affected our, uh, you know, just the relationship you have with a person in a vehicle. And it doesn't. It's quite funny. It becomes a source of amusement uh, for uh, for things because you're, they're protected. You can't, you know, you can't maul them or anything like that. So, so, but it's funny. But you sit there and you connect with the person nonetheless. You're able to talk. So it doesn't. It doesn't affect the socializing aspect. None. None of that. Uh, so, and it gives you enough room. And of course, you can. It's shaped. If you, if you, how you install it. If you install it with a curve, you can, you can. As I did, uh, I've installed it a few different ways because I was testing the installs out, which is a very important factor. Uh, the install again one of one of those hidden things that can destroy a product. So uh, once I did it was uh, uh, you know I, I did it so that the passenger there is no you get in the passenger seat in the front uh, there's no issues now if you wanted to narrow uh, as you described when the, it comes along like a wine glass let's say you're sitting almost like in in what appears to be a wine glass if you stall it with a curve and so that that wine glass uh, comes on it doesn't. It doesn't actually go into the into the passenger front seat. It, it doesn't. No, it's, uh, and it's not intrusive at all. Even in the back. Right. It's, exactly. Exactly. No, in the back, it's it, not at all. And you know, the, and it, it doesn't. And and another thing. I mean, when I installed it back to front, the it did feel. Uh, you know. Okay, we cut the car in half, and it, when it's installed in the driver's seat like that, you, you feel like it's. Uh, you for, you start to forget it's there, and uh, and it doesn't in fact it doesn't affect the uh, uh, the passengers at all. So if you want to, as you say, if you want to keep the front seat open, uh, you can you can probably enlarge where you actually install it. You can give yourself a little more room. If you wanted to keep it a little tighter, you can bring it in a little bit. There's ways of sticking it to the side of the of the the rear view mirror. Uh, and and another part to to make it hug closer if you like it's it's really easy to do that so you have lots of lots of room even for a big guy and you don't feel like you're claustrophobic whatsoever you know? no 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 I think good. that I think that even I, I I honestly believe as a as a veteran driver with that many was with, with as many rides under my belt as I have. I'm up there in those very few drivers who have done this, and it, for me, it was almost on first sight. I could tell. Then I took the closer look, but just that first sight when I was looking at other ones, and I was like, "That one looks like it actually works, maybe." And so then I started looking deeper, and I was like, I, "See, if I was if I was driving, I want this. I want to be in this because I want to be yeah, I want to be sealed in. I don't want to be I don't want right. there being a foot and a half between the top of lifts thing." Or a foot, right? And the and the ceiling of my car. Yeah, what's the point? There's just no point unless you're putting it there because you think it, it, for some reason it looks good. Uh, but uh, this is you, you know, what happened with me is that I didn't know that until I installed it. How would I feel about it? You don't know when you get in these things. Uh, if you're going to order something, how how will I feel about that when we install it? But uh, once I installed it, it was a pleasant surprise. And when I had to uh, uninstall it many times because I was I had to learn the process of install to see is there a better way to do this, and so each time I had to remove it, then I didn't want to remove it, and that and that's really a sign of I I, I didn't want to remove it. I thought oh but I've installed it nice and and you know now I don't want to take it I don't want to remove it, and so you get the feeling of you don't want it gone. It's still in my vehicle now, and I drove it for two, uh, you know it's been a few months now, and one of them was to make sure that the uh, the the thing stuck to the the AirPod stuck to the 
to the the fabric roof of the sure. of the ceiling to try to make an elegant install uh, for that. So I've tested now for three months. Uh, I did a lot of in, 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 uh, installs and removals in the very beginning. But the one I've got now, uh, I've cut holes into it to see whether I could install uh, other pieces into onto it, uh, other things to it, whether uh, while it's installed. So I've done a lot of experimenting. I'm sure no one else has has done. Uber. Well, again, again, I'm gonna. I, I know, I know my listeners. I know the people who have been coming to our website, UberLiftDrivers.com, for years, and I know that they will see this as, especially guys, when you see the price tag. Because right now, um, he so the website is is AirPod.World, and if you go there, it'll direct you right to the page you can buy it on Alibaba. And I know that uh, Paul is working on getting an Amazon thing going, but being out of country, uh, it's, it's taken a little bit longer for him to get that going, but the price on Alibaba was a little higher than what he said it was going to be on Amazon. But now I notice it's a dollar cheaper on Alibaba than what he told me it was going to be on Amazon. So now it's, it's $69. So basically folks, we're talking about $15 difference for, or $19 difference for, for a protective pod that actually is protective like looks protective you can tell it is it just it just looks like ppe should compared to i mean i'm going to put when i put these pictures up of these i'm also going to put the one of the lift and the uber body bag thing and whatever and i'm, I'm going to just let people see what because if you haven't seen lift yet guys it i mean paul and i are just sitting here slamming on lift they really it i don't i don't understand what it is i i don't it doesn't you'll see right away why it doesn't do any good and then you'll look at paul's right next to it and for $19 more that's what you get and that just goes to show you know what uber's always or lyft lyft and uber kind of always have done to us is just you know they're pro- it's probably legal reasons and things of that nature and whatever but really it's not it's not about getting the best protective thing for the driver they didn't they put in for the cheapest one and that's what they got, and that's what. If you haven't seen it yet, that's what it is. So, um, yeah. you know, I don't know. I I really think that people should check these out. It's sixty nine dollars. I mean, this is your if if this is your livelihood, and there's drivers that we know coming down with COVID. And if you're having to work, or if you've just chosen to go back to work, or your city's doing better, and you can do that, or as you as we're about to and start, this is that perfect time to get one of these. And I think that, um, again, I'll put the link out directly in the show notes here. Um, obviously, if you were to go to Alibaba and search AirPod um, sealed driver partition, uh, you know, you'd, you'd find it probably. But I'll, I'll put the direct link in there so that you can see. And it has a place on the Alibaba site to contact the supplier. So you'd be able to contact and talk to... Uh, to Paul, and I'll also put his uh, Twitter handle out too, so that you can reach out to him. Because honestly, guys, I think that we're just at a place in this world right now where, I mean, me as a rideshare driver, you know, when the time comes and I'm back in my car doing this, I, I'm going to want one of these. I, I almost want one of these before I'm back to rideshare, just, you know, because who knows what's going to, I got a kid, and who knows what's going to happen with school? Will I be taking him and his friends? And, you know, right. I don't know. So I, I mean, right now we're we're not going to be back to school for about a month late or something. But, um, you know, it's 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 just crazy times. And this is, I think you'll see that this is a, it's a very nice looking 
uh, piece of PPE to protect you during this pandemic that really doesn't make it feel like the pandemic, like the Uber body bag or that lift partition that's just saying, you know, you're going to die with this. You know, with this thing, you can just tell, like, you actually are protected, which also then protects you from your passengers, too, if it's you that caught something. You know, I mean, just everybody's protected this way. And I think that yeah. I think that's very important. I think it's the only one I've seen out there that does it correctly. And I think at the price um, and the fact that, you know, it'll ship. I think it, it ships anywhere in the world. You go to Alibaba, um, you can buy it right there, $69. And uh, I, I don't know if you have shipping options or what. It says estimated days. I think it's three. Um, but I, I, I'm sure yeah. that's ba- based on where you are yeah, and what order, shipping you choose. Yeah. Right. If it's somebody orders, uh, uh, there's no delay in terms of the the shipping. Like in other words, uh, it'll be shipped within 48 hours, for 24 hours, but I would say 48 hours. Let's say uh, it'll be shipped, uh, and then it's just the shipping time that it takes. Uh, one thing with the other products that are on Amazon that I wanted to to point out because it's important because I have gone through every single one of those uh, uh, products that are on there and. Uh, you know, we, I sent you a list of, of the comments, some of the comments from the, the people that have bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, the products that are on there, what I, what I can tell, there are about three, three uh, shields that are similar to sneeze shields, I'll call them, that are similar to lifts. And then they're... Yeah, uh, I've seen those too. And folks, just don't, right. don't get one of the ones that separates the front from the back, period. Yeah. I mean, right. I think you're. I think you're in for a world of headaches, especially come winter in the United States here, um, and when you're going to need. Right now, even air conditioning, you're going to get in trouble for. But heat, you're going to get just right. crushed for. I mean, that's, yeah. But there's issues with the piping. It looks horrible, and you know, it's just. And as soon as uh, the these start uh, going out there, then you then you've all all of a sudden you're you're using one that that. Uh, people start looking at it. I mean, like I said, in the absence of a competitor, uh, people are like, okay, you know, that's good. That's good. Right. But uh, when, when there's one that others are using, and that, as you mentioned right in the beginning, was the, the, the fact that these are not standardized. And you're, you people are passengers. So the whole point of this is that obviously to, to uh, keep people, everyone safe. Uh, and, but once you get you past that, a person gets in there, they're going to start recognizing when there's big gaps in it and, and oh, yeah. uh, don't, don't, you know, the one, so, it's, it's so not just the, it's, it's not one. just the drivers that I was pointing out. It's folks, it's your passengers too. I mean, they're going to get in and see the same thing Paul and I saw and that you'll see if you haven't seen it yet when I posted is that it's just junk and they're going to see that even better from the back seat staring at it. They're just going to know why did this guy that. even do this? It could affect your tip negatively. It could get you a bad ranking, worse ranking right. than having nothing. Right, I mean, right, exactly, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get in. I would look in. And I would say, uh, uh-uh. yeah. or I would say, hey, I got a, you know, I got a better plan for you. But, but the uh, every partition, uh, I just want to mention that every partition on Amazon and Alibaba is is actually just one no name brand part, uh, product that's uh, that's made in China, but it's sold by fifty different sellers at at fifty different prices. Same product. Yeah. Uh, the, the photos good. and descriptions are the same. The writing, uh, as I mentioned it to another conversation appeared to be google translated uh the partition is is made to divide the as you see the front and back and not isolate the driver's seat 
Uh, and, and one of the reasons why, and I'm the only one who would know this unless you installed it yourself, if you install that because they infer that you can install it and install it to isolate the driver's seat, the ones that are available on Amazon, but you can't do that because I've taken a look at the size of them, and it's not possible to do that. It's not. It's so, so they're just uh, they're inferring that you can do it, but you can't. Uh, two meters wide is not enough to be able to run it from your pillar around the back of your seat, around the center uh uh, console or the the in in the middle of the vehicle and then up to the dash and then down into the to the uh, uh, the furthest point of your front glass windshield. So so there so what what would happen is a person would get that and then they would try to install it that way and they would run out of they would run out of run out of it. Now so from back to front it's enough it's enough space across but to, to install it that way so you can't even install it that way properly. But the, the partition that's there, it's simply a, a thin film of cheap, uh, possibly toxic or flammable plastic. There could be a whole bunch of issues with that, uh, uh, with a roll of Velcro tape that doesn't stick. And as yep. we talked about, it's just sort of a piece of junk. But the real thing, if you take a look at all of the user, um, the, the, the partitions, like the, the, sorry, the user reviews and verified from the verified purchasers in there, they, most of them have one or two star ratings and most of the reviews are just, I mean, over the top, uh, you know, scathing. Uh, people saying, you know, buy a shower curtain from to be, the dollar to store. Be, and- to be honest, I don't even think we need, all drivers know, and uh, we've talked about it here on the podcast before, these partitions, yeah. the main reason that the, the biggest issue they're having is that passengers are complaining about things, heat, cooling, not getting to the back. Um, the ones he's referring to, don't allow that. So right there is your tip off to not buy that anyway. So, I mean, you don't want one that's going to fall down. That's a big issue. When you install it, uh, you see so many comments. This thing falls down, won't stay up down in 10 minutes uh, because they use the Velcro, which is, you know, the air just flows right through it and and viruses. And so it just, the, the adhesive on the back of it doesn't stick to the ceiling fabric. And that caused me a month of, you know, took a sideways trip uh, for me for a month trying to figure out how to overcome that. And uh, it's a, and then they suggest, oh, you take in the hundreds of pins and try to pin it. And as you pin it, they fall down and, and it doesn't create a seal. So they've just basically decided, okay, they've taken it far enough and they're like, okay, whatever, you know, just give it off to the, to the user to, to figure it out. So, so that, that is a big problem. And you see it reflected in the user comments. There and the AirPod doesn't have that problem. Like, Absol- so, so guys, um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up here. But uh, I will be putting all of the pertinent information out again. It's the AirPod. AirPod World will take you directly to the Alibaba page where it is the landing page. Um, again, AirPod Singular World. And then uh, I'll put everything up. I'll put some pictures up. I'll put the comparisons up to the left and everything else. And, uh, Paul, it was great having you on the show, and we'll tag you in the post. And uh, I'm sure you might be getting some questions from some of our listeners and other people who see the post. Or So um, I guess he, he would be there, especially for you Twitter users. Um, you know, he has a handle, and he's usually pre- pretty quick to get back to me. So, And we're on different sides of the world, too. So. <laughs> Um. <laughs> DM, just a DM. Send me a DM. They're open. Uh, they can uh, contact me, ask me any question they'd like. Okay. And they'll get a you know response within 24 hours. So 
for me. There you go. So, and uh, and if you want to and if you want to check out the information, there is some on when you when you go to AirPod.World, Again, it'll redirect you. And then there's there's pictures and there's you know there's some details and this you know how it works and it just there's some more information for you. So go there, give it a check out. And if you've been even thinking about getting one of these, or you're thinking about you know oh I found the one I like I I'm telling you right now pause take a pause take a look at this one take two minutes to digest it because that's all it'll take to see that you've made the wrong choice if you've picked something other than this so Paul thanks for coming on we appreciate it anytime thank you very much for getting this out here and hopefully we'll uh, save save some people some uh, troubles Hey, we're, we're, we're always we're, much, no problem. We're always trying to help the drivers. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. All right, folks, you heard her here first. Uh, AirPod.world. AirPod.world. Go check it out right now. Um, these are the greatest things. You gotta you gotta get one. They are legit. They are strong, sturdy, and they're protective. They're actually doing the job that all the other products out there advertising partitions for drivers are not doing it at all. You are not protected. There's, I have not seen one. So if you know of one, please uh, email us at uberliftdrivers at gmail.com. Hit us up at uberliftdrivers on Twitter or go to the website, uberliftdrivers.com, and... Um, Hit the contact button and let us know if you've seen anything else. But I, we've looked around. We've seen everything. And it's all junk or it's not protective or there's issues. And if you look at the reviews on a lot of the um, junk stuff, you'll see. You'll see what people are saying. However, with Paul's product, that is not the case. So was really glad to have him on. I hope, I hope that you guys check out this product because it's awesome. Um, the last thing I want to end with, just a little funny note. Uh, so, <laughs> again, uh, in London, as Uber is fighting its last chance appeal to keep its rideshare uh, platform running, this week they started their boat service that we talked about a few weeks back. So, isn't it ironic? Don't you think? All right, y'all. I'm out of here. I'll see y'all next week. And uh, be good to each other. Do a good deed. And uh, have a great week, y'all. Be safe. Uh, Wear your mask out in public. You know, um, make your own decisions how you feel. But in public settings, for the sake of others, wear a mask. All right. I'm out of here. Have a great one, you guys. Peace.